It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, how are you guys doing? It is your boy D and Ed, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have the Wizards play-by-play announcer, Justin Kutcher. Thank you for joining, Kutcher. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, no problem. Out. Yeah, um, just got a good amount of questions for you. You know, I know Ed is excited to get to this first <laughs> one, but firstly, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Ed, let's hop right into it. Yeah, so I just want to get started with uh, Real Deal Bradley Bill. Uh, he's had somewhat of a tough start. You know, we do know he has the hip contusion, so he didn't shoot. Nobody shot the ball well last night. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, we just shot cold. It was like a lid on the rim last night in Brooklyn. Um, but I just wanted to get your expectations for Bradley Bill this year. He did say he, he wants to make all defense in his career, all NBA, which he already did. Uh, he's striving for MVP, making a deep playoff run as well. Um, also, if you still think, you know, or you're over under for Bradley Bill with 30 points per game, and do you think the Washington Wizards um, could be a playoff, a deep playoff run contender or a championship contender in the near future with Bradley Bill? And just what are your thoughts with Bradley Bill uh, with, with a big decision for him coming up, coming up in the offseason with the contract extension? So I know it's a loaded question for Bradley Bill. Yeah, yeah so I would say um, – First things first, uh, over, under, and him averaging 30, I would take the under. Um, I think it's it's one of those situations where the Wizards and Brad will both benefit by him scoring less. Uh, you're going to see the ball movement be better if he's not trying to score 30. I think he'll be able to score 25, 28 a game on fewer shot attempts. Uh, I think his assist numbers may be the highest of his career. That's my expectation for him to set career highs and assists per game. And I also think his minutes per game will go down because the depth of this team is unlike we've ever seen before. Frankly, it's there aren't many teams in the NBA that have the depth that the Wizards do right now. And it's about to get deeper when they get Rui Hachimura back, when they get Thomas Bryant back. It, it might, might even get to the point where – Tommy Shepard has to make some moves because it's too deep, um, as crazy as that might sound. But um, I think I think Brad has a chance right now. It's going to take some adjustment, and that's where Wes Unsell Jr. comes in, is how do you get him to buy in and believe that not scoring 30 is more beneficial to the team? And I know people think I'm crazy, but if you guys watched – the last dance about Michael Jordan in the Bulls when Doug Collins got fired and they brought in Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson implemented the triangle offense. And he basically told Michael, you're going to score less. And Michael was like, the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't like this plan. This, this is not what I want. And he realized if I score less, 
and the guys we share the ball more, we're going to be a better team. And he was he was able to average 35 a game, but they weren't winning. But he could average 28 to 30 a game, and they win championships. So that's where I think it's going to evolve for Beal. And, and I think that's where Wes Unsell Jr. has his work cut out for him, how to make the offense work, to give Brad room to work, to make sure the ball continues to move because it'll make everyone's job easier. So um, I, I hope, I hope he makes all defense. If he makes all defense, it would be a huge accomplishment on his part. It would also mean huge things for the wizards this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, last year he said we couldn't guard a parked car, so it, it would be a huge uh, improvement. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what Bradley Bill can do and I hope he can bounce back out from these uh, two games. Yeah, I don't don't buy in. Don't don't put too much stock into these first yeah. few games. Honestly, um, you know, he, he's he's getting acclimated and it's going to take some time. But but Bradley Beal is one of the truly elite scorers in the game. And I like his mid range game more than I like his three point game. Um, and I think what we saw last night was and, and, and we said this on the post game show. I think he was three for 13 from three, but he was zero for zero at the free throw line. That can't be the case for Brad. And it could have been, you know, he was, he was favoring that, that right hip contusion. So he was trying to protect himself. But my goal, if, if I were looking at this is I want to see Brad average 26 points a game, taking seven to eight free throw attempts per game, averaging about 17 shots per game. And I bet you he can average seven assists per game. Um, that's, that's the kind of year that I could see him having. Right. And do you see Brad being capable of being a number one option on the championship team, leading the Washington Wizards? Oh, yeah. Not, not oh, just this I mean, year, but in the near future. I mean, is, is, is Bradley Beal good enough to be a number one option for a championship team? No doubt about it. No doubt. Uh, the guy is an unbelievable talent, un unbelievable scorer, a great person. Um, yeah, he, he can, he can be the guy. Uh, it's, He's a different type of leader than, let's say, a Russell Westbrook is. He's not as vocal. So he's going to lead more by example than getting in someone's face. At the same time, when he does get into somebody's face, you know it means business. And it's <laughs> like, all right, I got I to gotta, I gotta shape up because Brad just snapped at me. Right. Yeah, it looks like Harold's taking that role of uh, yeah. being a vocal leader. difference so far what has been the biggest difference so far from i don't know if you've been at the practices but in press conferences as well and as far as the first three games what have you seen different from what's unsell and how he's ran the team and how the team has played under him in comparison to like the last couple previous seasons um again i think it's i think it's tough to say because we're so early into the process uh, to compare this year's team to, to last year's or two years ago uh, is it, difficult for me to do right now. What I will say about Wes Unsell Jr. is he's really, really impressive. He's impressive uh, on the floor. He's impressive off the floor. When you speak to him, he's always poised. Uh, he's incredibly smart. And he's so far done a really nice job of when to use his timeouts calling timely timeouts, drawing up plays out of timeouts for success, which is something that was a, a Scott Brooks 
positive as well. He was always good at the, out of the, out of timeout, you know, plays. Um, but I've just been impressed with, with his poise, to be honest, guys. I mean, here he is, he's worked a long time and he's waited a long time to get this opportunity. And you never know how you're going to respond until you're in that position. And I think so far so good, he's responded well. And one thing he's talked to, to us about is holding everybody accountable. And I said to him that, you know, last year, Drew and I would talk off the air and it was very tough when you're a coach who's been there for four years and now five years last year with Scott Brooks to all of a sudden change your demeanor, change your philosophy. Cause guys will be like, what, what's this? This is not what, what he was about. But now this, this team, they only have a few holdovers from last year. So it's almost an entirely new team with an, an entirely new coaching staff. So you have this malleable unit. And I asked him, how do, you, how do you hold these guys accountable? And he said, remember that depth we talked about? That's how. If you don't do what I want you to do or what we're asking you to do, you're going to take a seat on the bench and the next guy is coming up to play. And it doesn't matter if it's Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie, Montres Harrell, you name it. If they're not doing what he wants, what the coaching staff and the team feels is best, then you're going to go to the next guy. And, and I love that because um, I think competition leads to success. Uh, I think when guys get too comfortable, that's when you become complacent and you don't have that, that hunger. And so right now I will say last night's game against Brooklyn was a disappointing game. Um, they couldn't shoot the ball. As you mentioned, they weren't making anything. They had open looks, but the ball movement wasn't there. And the ball movement was there in the first two games. So again, it's early, but you have a teaching moment. Now, if you're West on sale junior, you say, okay, Look at games one and two. What were our records? Two and oh. Look at game three. Look at the lack of ball movement. What happened? We lost. And that game, even though it was a terrible first quarter, that was a winnable game for the Wizards. Uh, you know, the way, I mean, the, Brooklyn couldn't score for the first seven minutes of the, of the third quarter, and we were only just able to shave eight points off the lead. So, I just think there it was a teachable moment and it's a good thing for him to be able to go to the film because nothing tells the truth more than seeing the video. And the guys know it. They know that, you know, they were playing too much hero ball, too much one-on-one. -on -one. And when you have the depth that this team has and the options that this team has, you got to make sure you take advantage of that. Yeah. And I, I'm 100% agree with you. I feel like, the Wizards definitely had the opportunity to win that game against the Nets. The Nets scored 104 points. And usually if you hear that the Wizards held a team to scoring only 104 points, typically you would think they would win that game. Mm -hmm. But it was just tough. And I give credit to the Nets. I feel like the Nets forced the Wizards out of their game plan. And the Nets forced the Wizards to take shots that the Nets wanted them to take. And I feel like a big thing, especially going into the next game, is how the Wizards respond, and hopefully it's positive. I think that'll be, like you said, it's a teaching moment for Wes. It's early. There's no need for big overreactions with the squad. It's, I mean, I'm excited to see what the team can bring in a tough game against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean, Boston, uh, they played an overtime game. They were able to score 
they've got two stars really in in Tatum and Brown. Um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, but uh, I agree. I want to see how this team responds to that negative performance. At the same time, I don't want to get too high. I don't want to get too low with this team right now. I think what's important is the fact that they're searching for their identity. The identity will come over time, but they're already able to win without knowing who they are yet. And if you can win without quite knowing who you are, when you figure out who you are, you then expect to win some more and win with more consistency. So uh, I, I am looking forward to the game tomorrow night. Um, and and look, it's it's an opportunity for the Wizards to to get one back, to split the road trip one and one and get back home and and take on Atlanta the next night in the back to back. So it's not an easy stretch, but it never really is. So you're going to fight and and let's see what they have. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I really wanted to get our revenge on them from what they did to us in that playing game last <laughs> week instead of dropping 50 points. Um, but we do want to ask you about um, the biggest strengths and weaknesses, but we will get to um, a, a quick word from our sponsor from Sweatblock uh, before we get into that. Yes, we will. And this is from, like Ed said, our friends at Sweatblock. For a few weeks now, we've been talking about Sweatblock and these wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems people have been listening. We have friends on Locked On who've tried Sweatblock and love it. For example, our friend who's a high school teacher, when he pit out by fourth period, he hear the snickers and whispers from his students. So he started breaking shirt. Now he's a true believer. There you go. Locked On listeners loving Sweatblock. Sweatblock stops excess sweat for up to seven days per use. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, and hands. Use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excess sweat, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go ahead. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. 
Yeah, make sure you guys get some sweat block, man. The Wizards will make you hey, sweat. Can we get cold. some for Drew Gooden? He sweats some on a forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you can get some for Drew for sure. Yes. Some of my buddies wanted me to ask you about it because I know last year Drew Gooden looked at you from the side and the camera caught the back of the head. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. No, none of us were. And when he came with that, I was like, oh, dude, we got to change that. So when I saw when when – when we were talking over over the offseason and he shaved his head, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just want to get to um, what, what impressed you through the first three games and what was the least impressive to you through the first three games for the Washington Wizards or like what, what, what surprised you through, through the first three games for the, for the Wizards? Um, I, think, I think in the first game, holding uh, Toronto to 83 points, never allowing more than 24 points in any one quarter, I thought that was um, really impressive. I didn't see that happening. And then they were able to win without scoring 100 points. They didn't do that all last year. So, so that was something nice to see. Um, I, I've, I've loved what Trez brings to the lineup. I've loved his energy. I love his, his demeanor. There's just something different about him, and it's, it's needed on this team. Spencer Dinwiddie has looked really good. Uh, I thought he'd be good. He's been a better shooter than I thought he'd be. I think we're going to see Dinwiddie get to the free throw line more and more as time goes on. As far as, you know, weaknesses are concerned, really it was, it was just last night's game, you know, coming out flat and not able to, to get through it. And, and I always say, and you guys probably hear it when I talk on the air, but if, if something's not working, make an adjustment. And last night they were getting open looks from three, but they weren't falling. So what's the adjustment you have to make? Well, try to move the ball, try to get to the hoop, try to draw some fouls, maybe get to the free throw line and get yourself in rhythm at the free throw line. And the Wizards just didn't attempt nearly enough free throws in the game. Um, and so that to me was, was the disappointing part of it. But again, I can't stress it enough. It's early. They're all still learning how to play together. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's rebounding has been fantastic to be in double, uh, double digits in all three games. I don't think anybody was expecting that from him. And and he's he's. I said, I thought he was going to be coming off the bench this year. And I thought he had a chance to win six man of the year, be a Jordan Clarkson type scorer off the bench. But he he's a different element he adds a different element to this team with his length his athleticism his ability to put the ball on the floor and shoot from the outside um and now obviously rebound it that's that's another really big positive for this team oh yeah definitely with coups um for Manchester to get mvp chance in his first home game yeah. mean, that was that was pretty funny to watch so um i'm with you i just didn't like the transition defense last night and then bruce bowen had a couple wide open layups off pick and roll. So those are the things that concern me. But I, I think West Unsell should be able to clean that stuff up. Yeah, I agree. And uh and you know what? He he again is going to hold these guys accountable. And I obviously I'm not with the team right now in Boston, but I'm sure the film session wasn't too much fun <laughs> for the players. Right. Yeah. And I have another question for you that the Wizards are going to have to figure out. And I just want to get your thoughts on it. How do you see the rotation moving when Rui Hachimura comes back and Thomas Bryant? 
Well, like I said, um, I think when Rui comes back, you're you have a couple of different options. Um, you could move Kuzma to the three, play Rui at the four, or make him kind of interchangeable depending on what the matchup is going to be. And then you can bring KCP off the bench as your backup two guard. That's where I ultimately think it's going to move to. Uh, and this is not with any inside information. This is just my own gut feeling. Um, when Thomas Bryant comes back, when you're looking at the whole depth of his team, there's going to have to be some type of change. And that's why I truly believe, I think Tommy Shepard has done a truly amazing job since he took over the team. Think about who the team was two years ago and what the team is right now. Remarkable. And I think he's going to make more moves. This team is so deep, trading away Russ as great as, it, as he was for us last year. It was the right move to make because you got pieces and you've got pieces now that you can make, that you can put in trades without having to match a huge salary. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be a piece that necessarily comes in right now and helps this year or it's draft picks for the future because the team is so deep. Um, but I, I just think at some point, because when everyone comes back, unless there are more injuries and knock on wood, there aren't. Uh, I just think you, you know, no matter what, you can't really be 14 deep. Nobody, no, no team has ever done that. No coach has ever played 14 guys and, and kept those 14 guys happy. Um, so, so that's why, uh, you know, the rotations are going to change. Um, but, but I, I do think there are more moves to be made going forward. Yeah, definitely. And before we get into what Ed has to say, we have another message from our friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's the Salted Caramel for sure. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar's flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only 45 gram nets carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. The offer is to go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Ed, I know you have some more questions. Let's get into it. Yeah, and I know you're uh, 
short on time, uh, Justin. So, you know, we're going to get a couple, just probably two or three more questions, but I know sure. uh, we were almost going to break news with, with your rotation. So it's, it's a good thing you didn't say you got the inside <laughs> scoop on this because we were going to say per at just nope. because you're with the uh, starting. Nope. I promise there's, there's no, there's no inside information. That's all just gut. Right. Um, but I, I just want to ask you um, your thoughts on Denny and his development. I know it's only three games. So um, I yeah. thought he showed some flashes here and there. And then also, um, where do you see the Washington Wizards finishing this year in the Eastern Conference? And uh, what's their ceiling? Yeah, so um, for Denny, I think it's actually beneficial for him to be playing on that second unit. And I think Denny is going to be either a primary or a secondary ball handler on that second unit. And that's where I think he can thrive. I've said before that I think Denny Avdia has a, a ton of ability. And they have not yet even tapped into what he can do. I think his ceiling is a Tony Kukoc type player. And for those of you guys who don't know Tony Kukoc, he came over from Croatia, played with the Chicago Bulls, won three championships with the Bulls. Um, he was a great, great player, a point forward, could handle, can shoot a little bit, can take it to the hoop. But he, he just had great vision. And Denny has great vision. He likes to look for his teammates and find those guys. He also knows where to go on the floor. He's mature in that sense. I'm hoping for this year that he steps up on his defense. Uh, last year, he he kind of pushed his chest out a lot and, and get fouled. And he's like, why, why is that a foul? And well, because you hit him with your chest. And if you push your chest out, any player's going to know, go into it, and you're going to get the foul call. So if he can make the improvements there, um, I think it'll really help. As far as the team and the ceiling, again, I expect this team to be a playoff team. Uh, what does that mean? Is it the sixth seed? Is it the seventh seed? Is it the eighth seed? What is it? But I, I think that's where this team can be this year. It, it is dependent upon how fast they come together in gel, how fast they figure out their identity, and potentially what moves they make to, to figure out what parts they need and what parts they don't need. Um, but I do think that, that this team will be in the playoffs for the second straight year. Definitely. And do you got the, you got the last questions? Yep. And I just wanted to get some quick thoughts on what would your keys to victory versus Boston? What would they be? And also you got to get your bold predictions for the game. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I put my, I was putting my board together last night when I got home, uh, and I, haven't yet done all my my research for the game and done my boards. But the key for me is against this Boston team, I think sometimes teams grow enamored of shutting down the stars, um, of shutting down, you know, doubling and tripling and, and this and that, and you leave guys open. And all of a sudden you swing, swing, and your defense is constantly chasing. And it's those other guys that beat you. So last night it was Patty Mills who was a difference in that game. It wasn't Joe Harris. It wasn't James Harden. You know, KD had a good game, not a great game, but it was Patty Mills. And I just feel like there are certain guys on certain teams that are going to get their points. You can't allow Tatum or Brown to go off for 50, but if they're, you know, 25 or 30, you're okay as long as the other guys don't go off. So you got to keep those things in line. And, and I would just say attack the paint attack it. I mean, you know, I, I look at the matchup of Robert Williams against Daniel Gafford. If you can get Williams into early foul trouble, um, I just go, go, go there, get to the free throw line, 
that's what I want to see. And, and as far as a bold prediction is concerned, um, man, uh, bold prediction for the game or bold prediction for the season? For the game. Gang. For the game. I mean, you can do both if you want to, if you want to throw them both. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know if it's bold because of what I just said, but I think the Wizards will have more free throw attempts than three-point attempts in the game. <laughs> mm. Okay, that's a good thing. one. Very good thing. That's mm. a good one. Um, yeah, mine is Bradley Bill bounces back and has 30.35. And that's if we were talking about last year, that's obviously not a bold prediction. That's like just Bradley right. Bill stepping on the court and getting 35 points. But now uh, with the new pieces and, you know, kind of he's had two off-shooting nights, I, I guess that's bold. So I'll go with that, 35 points for Bradley Bill. And I – will definitely go with a Kyle Kuzma bounce back game. I think he can drop 23 points and 12 rebounds. So we get a 2010 double-double out of Kuzma. All right. And and I like how you're very specific as far as 23 points. If it's 24, (laughs) I'm going to call you out on the air. (laughs) Yeah, 20. We got to keep it at 23, Kuz. We got to keep it at 23. But – to end it off, once again, guys, I want to thank you for listening to Walk Locked on Wizards and making it your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, I want to give a special thank you, thank you, thank you to the Wizards play-by-play announcer, Justin Kutcher. You will hear him live tomorrow on NBC Sports Washington when the Wizards face off against the Boston Celtics. So once again, Justin, thank you for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. All right, guys. And... Have a good one. Yep. Hail to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.